Welcome to Witch Yes, a podcast for casual conjurings, witches in training, and the empty promises of my daily moisturizer. I'm Alicia Herter. And I'm Tara Kett. On today's episode, fairies. What are they? Where are they? And what to do? Hey, listen! And what to do if you find one, which is in the news, and a I'm damn hot fire charm for attracting attention. Ooh, spicy. Hi, Tara. A oh, fuck, bitch. Are you going to fucking say <laughs> hi to me? Jesus Christ. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm just your best friend. I, like, demand more respect than that. Okay, let's start over. Let's start over. Let's start over. Leave it in. Leave it in. Leave it in. Hi, Alicia. It's so nice that you came to my house. Nah, fuck off. I'm not doing this. <laughs> no. My pride is wounded. Oh. I'm sorry. But you're in my house. Maybe... For the last time, possibly. For the last time. Leisha and I are ending the podcast. Whoops, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, moving into a new apartment. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Still in Brooklyn? Yeah, I'm still in Brooklyn. I'm actually still in the same neighborhood because I'm afraid of change. That's okay. It's a nice neighborhood. I like my bar and I like my grocery store that I go to and I like my train. So I found an apartment that is close by. I'm going to be living with Casey, friend of the pod, Casey. Friend of the pod, Casey. She's an Aquarius. She's one of the Aquarians we forgot. (laughs) But we love Casey. (laughs) But yeah, I'm really excited. I'm kind of sad. I'm sad to be leaving Citrine. Mm-hmm. Our ghost friend, for those who may remember. And I asked the landlord several times, and the people that lived in the apartment, is it haunted? Has anyone died here? And they all seemed to feel like the energy was really good in the apartment. But you're going to sage it anyway? I'm going to sage it. I'm not an okay, idiot. Okay, good. Okay. Just covering not our faces. fucking noob. Witches in training. A woob? A woob. A, a witch noob? Yeah. But yeah, it's really cute. And I have like a little fireplace in one of the rooms, which is adorable. Oh, that is cute. And it'll be like my own little place. Because I, when I moved to New York, I only had like two days notice, basically. So, so a little background. I was leaving Hawaii and I told everyone that I was moving to New York. She did. But I lied. <laughs> And I moved into my parents' house in Texas for a week. For a week. So that doesn't even count. It really doesn't. And then I got an interview on a Thursday. They hired me on Friday and I had to be there by Sunday. It was really bizarre. It was crazy. And so I was like, fuck, like I have nowhere to live because I lied, told them I knew where I was going to live. As you do. As you do. And how it goes when you're trying to further your career and... Peggy, the woman I live with now, just happened to have a room open up. So it was like, I just like live in her house and all of the furniture in this room is hers. And now I'm going to move into a place where all of the furniture is mine and all of the dishware is mine and all of the ghosts that will eventually live there will be mine. So. Oh, yay. Yeah. I'm very excited. I'm very excited. But yeah, I would like to do, I sort of like a little witchy ceremony. I'd like to get all my witchy friends together and do in the space and cleanse the space. So I'm excited about that. But besides that... This will be probably the last time we record in this room and the last time for Citrine to make an appearance. Show herself. I don't know. Nothing happened. So yeah, the next episode that we record might sound different. Hopefully okay. Hopefully good. Hopefully, yeah. Anyway. We'll see. How are you? I'm doing well. My film Good Girl got into the Indie Film Fest, so I went to Indiana and I met... 
my charming baby girl niece that's so cool how how is she did you like love each other at first sight i love her wholeheartedly and her fashion <laughs> mostly her fashion no she's a cute little baby and i got to hold her and I think we bonded, but she also might be a little bit suspicious of me because she's like, who are you? And I'm like, all right, that's fair. And I whispered things into her ear. Like when she's 16, she can run away from her parents and come live with me. Like, Oh my God, what are you doing? <laughs> you got to get out of Indiana. That's true. So just I was just letting summer, her know. Maybe? maybe just for the summer. She should finish high school and everything. You know, how the old basics. will we be? We'll be old. I'm not good the at The real math. question is how many plastic surgeries will we have gone through by that so time? We'll look 16. We'll look her age we will get carded at the bar yes i love that great check-in you should tell us about your art and how it was out in hawaii oh yeah so my work is up at kailua gallery on oahu it's a sort of small body of work that's part of a larger drawing show and it was curated by Taylor Johnson, one of my very good friends. The work itself is pretty petite. It's smaller than what I normally do. I normally do large installations and larger pieces mm -hmm. and big performance art pieces. But I, since being in New York, I've just sort of taken a little bit of time to have maybe more quieter work, more gentle, something that I've sort of been describing it as. This body of work doesn't really have a lot of friction in it, like psychological friction. Mm -hmm. But I think that's okay right yeah. now that there, that it's okay to make work that is quieter and and softer and is just pretty and and nice to look at because I don't think everything has to be a confrontation for it to be appreciated yeah and I also really believe that it's important to have like parallel art practices or multiple art practices existing within your studio at least for me because I get bored or I like you know get in my head too much about my work that I'm like I like I can't even deal with this particular thread so I'm going to put it down and then sort of attend to this other thread so yeah it's up until june 2nd i believe and by this time hopefully everything would have sold and i'm now a millionaire so <laughs> that would be amazing i would love that and if you want to look at more of my work my art instagram is her lovely face all one word well according to my intro it is fairies what are they where are they and what to do if you find one <laughs> Which, why? I don't know why we're talking about this. Actually, tell us why we're talking about this. Because it was your idea to talk about fairies. So I'm interested why you chose this particular subject. Yeah, so I had an experience, not with fairies particularly, that I know of. But I went to this place in Greenpoint that was supposed to be like a woo-woo sort of crystal chakra kind of place. It like kind of gave me the heebie-jeebies. It kind of gave me like cultish vibes. Everyone mm -hmm. was like dressed in white and I had to remove my <laughs> shoes, you know? Yeah. To like go in and look at crystals to buy, which I didn't like. But they gave me this little pamphlet after I told them that I work with kids part-time. That's awkward already. They're like, that's why they gave you the pamphlet. Well, that was just sort of the succession. I actually don't know what the catalyst was for that. Okay. But what they did is they gave me this pamphlet that was like for their after-school programs that they have. Mm -hmm. And one of them was like communing with fairies. And I was like, that's the only one I would go to. Bitch, you think fairies are real? Yeah. And my whole life, right, like we're just sort of thinking about fairies as like these glittery, pastel, Barbie, TM, TM, winged like harry potter creatures yeah yeah and what i found after looking at that is that in some cases they're actually synonymous with spirits of the dead okay and cool my sort of trajectory or like some of the things that i'm interested in exploring in this podcast are a little bit darker so we've talked about you know talking about ouija 
boards. Mm-hmm. I'm really interested in talking about astral projection and the Akashic records, which are mm-hmm. crazy and like demons and shit. So I'm like very interested in like these the kind dark of, arts, these like chaotic, crazy things. And I thought this would be like a really nice, like sort of gentle introduction to this like cryptid preternatural beings that we are apparently allegedly allegedly (laughs) interacting with so i was like okay so we're gonna talk about fairies you know they seem like an umbrella term for all of these other things yeah so yeah that's why i'm excited because i thought fairies were just what older women dress up as at renaissance fairs so I'm very excited to see into the psychological mindset of why that woman is dressing up as a fairy at a Renaissance fair. Because normally it's hot at Renaissance fairs. I've They're never normally been. in the summer. Have you been? I think I was supposed to like be like the help out of Renaissance fair at one point. So I've never attended and then I couldn't do it. I don't remember. This was like in high school. Oh, whoa. But I don't think I was a fairy. I don't know what it was. I think it was like multi-step, like you need to build your costume kind of thing. Oh, and yikes. I was like, I'm out. I'm not. I'm poor. Cool. I work at Baskin Robbins. <laughs> That was not the life I was leading in high school. So the origin stories for fairies are extremely diverse, depending on what region, time period, and religious background you're pulling from. In the vaguest terms, a fairy is a mythical creature or being in European folklore. So more specifically, we're talking French, German, Celtic, Slavic, and English. They appear to be some form of spirit, supernatural, preternatural, existing adjacent to our reality or have the ability to enter our reality from their own quote-unquote fairy world. Which, like, don't worry, we're going to get into the fairy world. But let's just say, don't eat those pomegranate seeds, Persephone. Some of the more common theories are, one, fairies are demoted angels. What? Like Satan? So. Like Lucifer? You remember the story of the angels' revolt where God ordered the gates of heaven shut? In this story, the angels remaining in heaven stayed angels. The angels in hell became demons. And the angels that were still on earth became fairies. Who won that battle? I don't know if anyone really won that battle. (laughs) Who won out? Who has the best life here? (laughs) Number two, fairies are demons. Okay, that's a jump. (laughs) So you went from they're fine, they're with us, they're one of us, and now they're demons. This is a wild roller coaster. Get ready because there's more. (laughs) Oh my God. So fairies are demons. So this idea became popular in the 17th century during the rise of Puritanism. Many types of supernatural beings who were considered harmless prior to the purification of the Church of England were reframed as demons. So another example that I found on Wikipedia was the hobgoblin, which began as a sort of friendly house spirit and then was rebranded as like a class of wicked goblin. Don't you think of the word hobgoblin and you're like, oh, it's a goblin that I can like cuddle. I know, it's like a little like... A little little goblin. Yeah, he's He's like, maybe a little fuzzy wears my clothes when I was a baby. Aww, yeah. So number three, fairies are spirits of the dead, which we've kind of touched on before. Fairies have been described as mischievous and amorphous mist-like manifestations of the dead. And if they aren't the dead themselves, they have the dead among their ranks. So that's like a little complicated. It may be kind of like the old saying, not all rectangles are squares, but all squares are rectangles. Not all fairies are spirits of the dead, but all spirits of the dead are fairies. So are they like night walkers from Game of Thrones? But like sparklier. Okay, I'm down with that. So they're like kind of like a special kind of dead, like a super dead. Not like zombie dead. I don't fucking know. Okay. That's a good answer. (laughs) But there are also like several parallels that we can draw between the characteristics of the land of the dead and the land of the fairies, which is kind 
of like one of the proponents for that theory. Oh my goodness, guys. So on number four is that they are a hidden people. I've heard of this one before and I really enjoy it slash it terrifies me. Does it? Mm-hmm. Because I mean, maybe you might be thinking of the borrowers and not what I'm about to tell you. Tell me. Okay, so this one wrecks me a little and I don't know how I feel about it. So there's a theory that the folklore of fairies evolved from a folk memory of a prehistoric race of humanoid peoples. They're just one of us. Not anymore. Oh. So go on this fucking journey with me. So the idea is that Homo sapiens Mm -hmm. came in and found a sort of adjacent human species Mm -hmm. that was smaller and shorter. So not gorillas. So they're not gorillas. Okay. They're more like... The opposite of gorillas. (laughs) Which is what? Tinier. Dragons? (laughs) What? Lizards? Is that the opposite? Not hairy. Not big. Tiny. No thumbs. A fish? A fish. An egg of a fish? An egg? A rock? The Loch Ness Monster? So it's more like homo flor... I'm sorry, everyone. Witches. I apologize. Homo floresiensis. It's Latin, guys. In Indonesia. Great. <laughs> I know lots about that country. That we then moved into their territory and then killed them. As so, we do. As we do. As is our way. Yes. So the idea behind this is that cold iron is supposed to be a charm against fairies. And some proponents of this theory view it as a cultural memory of homo sapien invaders with iron weapons displacing humanoid peoples who use stone, bone, and wood. In folklore, flint arrows from the Stone Age were attributed to fairies. The green clothing and underground homes associated with fairies are supposed to be tied to the need for camouflage and covert shelter from hostile homo sapiens. So it's like a fever dream that we're all having at the same time. So where does iron play into this? Cold iron. Cold iron. So what do I do with my skillet if I see a fairy? It just wards it off. It's kind of like garlic. Okay. For vampires. (laughs) Great. Okay. And then the last one is elementals, which is pretty self-explanatory. But will you explain it? So like, yeah, actually, I don't understand. What do you mean? That they're like elementals that like inhabit or like personified spiritual beings attached to an element so there's like water fairies earth fairies fire fairies air fairies are they created from that substance either they are created for that substance or they are literally that substance given form and given life like in spirited away like in spirited away i'm following all right cool yeah let's keep going so what do fairies do like what's what's the point of a fairy what is their purpose what is my purpose your purpose is to be a co-host of a podcast to talk about what a fairy's purpose is. Oh, okay. So I don't know if they have any purpose. Okay. Like in particular, like dogs are like... Do dogs have a purpose? I mean, there's a movie all about it, but... <laughs> there's multiple movies about dogs. Multiple movies coming out. Yeah. But fairies seem to me to be a lot like humans in the sense that some are benevolent and kind towards humans Mm -hmm. while others can be malevolent and like high key ready to fuck with human lives fairies are known for their fondness for illusion and mischief they can disguise their appearance shape-shifting into animals usually like forest animals like deer rabbits and birds but they can take on human forms even mirroring the appearance of friends and neighbors is my cat a fairy dude your cat could totally be a fairy i mean her eyes are like gorgeous like pools of the moon they look like my eyes yeah all right fairies have been known to use fairy gold when trading or paying for services and once paid this fairy gold will reveal itself to be leaves blossoms or gingerbread cakes and a variety of other worthless things 
Gingerbread cake has plenty of purpose. For what? What are you going to use it for? You eat it. Is it good? It's like a gingerbread house, but it's a cake. Can you pay your doctor with gingerbread cake? I'm on Medicaid. I can pay my doctor with anything. <laughs> and he has to, <laughs> they'd she be has to take happy. it. Yeah. <laughs> Fairies are notorious kidnappers, and they have a particular affinity for stealing human babies. So you may have heard of the term changeling. Mm-hmm. So changelings are fairy children left in the place of abducted human babies. The swapped child is often severely deformed or has some kind of unexplained disease or disorder, which seems like a way to dismiss or disown your own children if they don't really turn out exactly how you planned. If you are kidnapped by fairies, you will most likely be taken to a place called the fairy world, a crypto terrestrial realm. It's a place. I'm merely listening. The first rule of the fairy world is don't eat anything. Even if you're hungry. This is not spirited away rules. This is Persephone and Hades rules. If you eat food from the fairy world, you will never be allowed to return to the human world. This is Pan's Labyrinth rules. Yeah, this is Pan's Labyrinth rules, which is like, I don't know. Do you want to come back? How much student loan do you have, Alicia? Enough that if Elizabeth Warren's thing passes, it does nothing for me. What? Yeah. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do I mean? It does nothing for you? Not really. How much debt is... She willing to forgive? 50 grand. Ha <laughs> That's pathetic. <laughs> I was like, don't make me feel bad. I feel like you have a lot too. I might I have do. more, I have but so much. I didn't know how much money she was. Oh, yeah. It's 50 grand if you make less than 100,000. And I was like, I like cried. That's like, <laughs> I was like, that's not enough. <laughs> that's like not even half. <laughs> that's not even half. <laughs> um, so maybe we'll just go to the fairy world. So you may experience an altered sense of time and space. Three days in the fairy world may manifest as 30 years in the human world. Or a year in the fairy world may only count as a few moments in our world. Fairy music is hypnotic to humans. And when we hear it, apparently we like can't stop dancing. So it's like Carly Rae Jepsen? It's like Carly Rae Jepsen, who might be a fairy. That makes a lot of sense. So there are stories like throughout time of like dance hysteria and dance mania. Have you ever heard of those like in medieval times? No, this sounds dope as fuck. It's crazy. So people died of like mass hysteria of dancing. I think I saw a high maintenance episode that was kind of like this, but it was completely different. <laughs> and there are stories of like young women finding themselves in the fairy world late at night and then returning home almost danced to death. That's anytime we go out. That's basically, yeah. Yeah. Depending on what, you know, how the edibles are. So will of the wisps are a type of fairy that will lead unsuspecting human travelers into the fairy world. So if you've ever seen like Brave, it's like that. I haven't seen Brave. You haven't? very good okay just like i liked Irish her hair people. it was good hair it was good hair fairies and humans have been known to fall in love and get married <gasps> though only with wild restrictions whose violation ends the marriage and usually ends the life of the human and to make it even more dramatic some fairy females are deadly to the human lovers good good men should be scared of women <laughs> all the time I love it. So outside of abduction and trickery, fairies are prone to vindictive and sometimes violent behavior. There's a whole list of dangerous and terrifying classifications of fairies. And like I don't necessarily want to get into it because sometimes I feel like if I talk about something, then it'll happen to me. But let's just say that there are types of fairies that like to rape and murder their captives. It's intense. Yeah. I mean, obviously this is awful, but like how would I go about distinguishing my rapist or murderer as like a human versus a fairy? I literally cannot answer that question. 
He's probably a human and should go to jail. You should, yeah. I mean, if, even if he's a fairy, he should go to jail. All of them should go to All jail. All of them should go to jail. So how, how do I identify a fairy then? Okay, so. Even if it's not my murder. Here's how you can tell if there are fairies close by. One of the most common ways fairies are seen is as spheres, flickers, or glints of light. It's very common to see it around mushrooms and blossoming flowers. We haven't really gotten into like orbs, mm-hmm. but it sounds kind of like orbs. Have okay. you ever heard of like photographing of orbs in like ghost adventures no but Where I, they're like the orbs so one time i was walking from university theater back at muncie to daniel's dorm and so i'm walking and it's like midnight and there's this white circular light and it's right above me like it almost looks like one of those like a spotlight but it followed me from university theater in front of neuer And I even had Daniel come down and he saw it too. And he like won't talk to me about it. Like I'll be like, wasn't that weird? And he just like really brushes it off. And I'm just like, no, this light followed me. And we just ended up going inside and like that was that. But I was like, what the fuck? So I don't know. Maybe that's an orb. It might be an orb. Or it could be a fairy. That's crazy. Yeah. It was wild. It was very wild. And it would happen in like random ass Indiana too. Oh, of course. I bet that place, Indiana is crazy haunted. Yeah, totally. Fairies also make kind of like a tiny tinkling bell sound apparently, which I don't know if that counts. Tinkerbell. I don't know if it counts for all fairies, um, but especially sexy blonde ones. Um. Make them live, (laughs) right? (laughs) Come to life. Too many, too many, too many. I can't breathe. There's fairies in my mouth. But it also seems that once you enter the fairy realm, the normal sounds around you may warp or change. I don't necessarily know in what way. Okay. There's also fairy rings, which we all know about. Yes. Right? Correct. We've all been on Reddit. We've all been on the creepypasta. We've all done it. We've all done it. We've all snorted it. The fairy rings. The fairy rings. So fairies love to sing and dance at night, and they usually dance around in a circle. So people who live out in forests or rural areas have claimed to have heard wonderful enchanting songs, while later in the morning they'll find mushroom circles, circles of flowers, or traces of footprints of human size dancing around in what we call the fairy ring. So many believe that the fairy rings are the gateway to the fairy world, and it's important that you respect the fairy rings and always ask for permission before entering the circle. You can also use this as a place to leave offerings to fairies if you feel like they're living among you. Fairy wings may cause a light breeze or a gentle shift in wind that seems unnatural. Milk or beer may go bad or missing. Or if you're missing small candies or treats. So I have a story. Tell me. Have you heard this before? I don't know. So when I was a child, I was vindictive and out for revenge. That makes a lot of sense. Most of the time. So my mom, Tammy, bless her. Bless her. Around St. Patrick's Day, started doing this thing in our house where there were like sort of like these pranks that were happening. This is wild already. And she was acting really like distressed about it, right? Mm -hmm. It was things like our milk was turning green. Ew. Or like things would end up like upside down on top of tables or on top or like really high up. Like my dollhouse would end up really high up in like a cupboard or something like that and then my mom and I were doing a load of whites mm-hmm. and my mom's like okay will you come down when it's done and we'll put them in the dryer and then 30 minutes later my mom yells up to me Tara you have to come down here and I was like shit motherfucker I gotta go down there mm-hmm. so I run down there I'm like six and my mom's like it's gremlins and she pulls out our load of whites and they've been tie-dyed tie-dyed they've been tie-dyed and I was like these fucking gremlins ruined my whites 
and I'm pissed. Was I'm there so like angry. one article of clothing that was like off color though? Tie dye is bizarre. It is li- like she must pink have, makes sense, you know. She must have gone through and like either tie dyed all of them or like put a bunch of sharpies or something in the in the washing machine. It was crazy. And how long did you believe in the tooth fairy then? <laughs> a while. <laughs> <laughs> I was so upset and angry. At mm-hmm. some point, my mom was like, Tara, it was me. I'm sorry. I thought it would be fun for St. Patrick's Day. Why the fuck would she fuck with your shit? To like, that she bought. <laughs> that she bought with her own damn money. Yeah. While raising five kids. Crazy. So It was the 90s, but Tiny was out. <laughs> yeah. It was on its way out. Tammy was trying, okay? <laughs> yeah. So I'm upset. Not only have I been on this emotional roller coaster of thinking that gremlins are harassing and terrorizing my family, but now I realize that my parents have the ability to lie to me. And terrorize and harass you. And terrorize and harass me and hurt my belongings. (laughs) My possessions. That's when all trust was broken. I was a middle child. I didn't have a lot. Okay, so small Tara gets this idea that she's going to play a prank. Okay. So I go up to my parents' room. I wait a while. I wait like a week. Good, you should. I go up to my parents' room. They're like down and at like dinner or something like that and they're eating. And I switch all of their drawers in their dresser. That's pretty funny. So that their sock drawer is now like their shirt drawer and their shirt drawer is now their underwear drawer. It's chaos. It's fucking... (laughs) Where is... That's adult chaos. (laughs) So it takes a while. It's a couple hours. And yeah. eventually, my mom comes down and she's like, all my drawers are all mixed up. And I was like, ah, must have been gremlins. And I'll walk out the door. She takes a cab. And she I moves to New York. <laughs> <laughs> and I hid in the backyard for like a solid 30 minutes. <laughs> they can't see me if I pretend I'm the grass. That's really And funny. that was the beginning. So also, if shiny jewelry or trinkets have gone missing, fairies love to play with humans in this way they enjoy stealing things from us and and hide them in different places it's said that fairies love all shiny objects and that's what they love to take first keys or fancy keychains is a fetish for this wonderful creature and you should be kind to them because they always return them they could steal much better things well what do you want them to take my riches pawn shop it get some money move to bermuda live a new life marry a woman named carmen own an auto body shop raise a family die and the cycle (laughs) begins again (laughs) okay so the only other way you can tell if fairies are around Mm -hmm. is if you fucking see one so this is what they look like fairies take on many different forms some illusory and some true we as humans often characterize them as beautiful or handsome but many have been described as a hazy being of light with amorphous edges and boundaries to their bodies some fairies like hobgoblins are now depicted as sort of ugly or brutish so oh i bet they're beautiful oh i bet if they just you know conditioned a little bit they just shower yeah just wipe the pit yeah a little bit of deodorant on there looking great yeah smelling good okay so we know how to find a fairy we know that they're either amazing or the worst creatures in the world so what do we do with these fairies so if I meet a fairy and I'm like, yo, what's up? Here's a trinket. I don't know. What do I do? Do I like harvest them? Like oh, their organs or something? Oh, God. Like, can I use it for magical spells? Like, should I just let them be? Like, what do I do with these fairies? What I would do mm-hmm. is look at the fairies, see the spark and in life inside of them that I also sense in myself and recognize that they are living, whether that is a type of living that I'm experiencing or another type of living that I have not expanded my consciousness to. And then what I would do is depending on the relationship we've already established 
if my relationship with these fairies is bad, they are taking my things, they are pulling my hair, Mm -hmm. as I would start to put a system in place to ward off these fairies. So if you have fairy problems, things are going missing, you feel like you're being bullied, or worse, fairies are harassing your pets or familiars, it's time to suit up. Mm -hmm. So we talked about earlier cold iron. You can place iron near any entrance to your house. This is where Celtic people sort of got that horseshoe mentality, the idea of nailing a horseshoe to your front door. If you have a, right? I like that. This is the beginning of that whole deal. I didn't know. I learned things. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you. If you have a large window, you may also want to place some iron nails on the windowsill to make a barrier. And it also works on doggy doors and dog houses. But you have to remember, this is important, it has to be 100% iron. Because apparently, a lot of stuff that you get at like Home Depot and stuff is blended with other metals to make it cheaper to make and cheaper to buy. That makes sense. So it may still, if you get sort of like these iron blends, it may still protect you. Like it's better than nothing. But the protection is pretty limited. If you have room for some outdoor plants, you might want to plant marigold, primrose, or St. John's wort on the outside of the perimeter of your house. And you can even wear it as protection from fairy magic. Okay. Red berries, especially rowan, ash, and holly are also a decent fairy repellent. And if you enjoy hiking like Alicia, I do. If you can get your hands on an ash or rowan wood walking stick, you'll have added protection from fairy magic and mischief while you're outside. Great. <laughs> Let me find that tree. And when worse comes to worst, salt that shit you can hocus pocus it is hocus pocus okay good these are finally life situations situations and witchcraft lessons okay good thank you if i threw salt at you would it repel you like a real way if it gets gets in my eyes (laughs) (laughs) be like ah stop ah it's in my mouth (laughs) so you can spread salt across any threshold or windowsill and even baking with salt can ward off fairies from stealing your treats. That's why salt's in basically everything. All delicious things. We may have had like a big fairy issue in our past. And now basically all treats have salt in them. Everything's salted. If you're interested in perhaps working alongside your fairy neighbors, you know, like coexist, bumper sticker, this whole situation, you should consider leaving them an offering. So there is a Welsh tradition of leaving a saucer of milk and a slice of bread on your back porch or wherever you have are having sort of this fairy issue. Is this a poor man Santa Claus? Santa Claus may be a fairy. I was going to get that to later in the episode, but we might want to talk about it now. How much later? You ran out of paragraphs. (laughs) What the fuck? Is Santa a witch or is Santa a fairy? Okay. Ah. Illusion magic. You never see Santa with like a lot of candles. Like there are candles, but not like different ones with different colors, like no practical magic shit. Like if there's fireplaces it's just for warmth it's fucking cold up there he likes shiny things presents gift wrapping yeah me too me too are you a fairy alicia how do you know if i am a fairy i don't i can't know if you're concerned yeah that you might be call this might, number call this number have you ever heard of 23 and me yes then you can maybe just send in your spit and I see mean, i'm from all of those regions i'm 23 so. percent fairy yikes 
So if you're seeking the fairy's aid to protect or bless your garden, you might also add berries, but not red ones, or honey or cheese to this offering. But make sure the cheese isn't too salty. Love cheese too. But also you might consider polishing some shiny dimes or nickels to give as an offering as well because they really love shiny things. So it's really just like a toddler that's having a tantrum at Ikea and you offer to buy him a cookie or a meatball. Is this why my laundromat only accepts quarters? Is the laundromat man a fairy is the laundromat part of the fairy world it does seem like a different world when i walk in time passes differently there a lot slower a lot a lot slower i don't know where my day goes i'm like oh it's bedtime not gonna fold these tonight alicia it's not bedtime you know what time it is hey witches in the news hey listen hey listen it's witches news time news time witches First up in the news, astrology Twitter is losing its goddamn mind over AOC's birth chart. For those of you who are not obsessed with women and politicians and or don't live in New York City, AOC stands for Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the representative for New York's 14th Congressional District and the youngest woman to ever serve in the United States Congress. Whoop whoop! We love her. Our girl, our queen! We love her. All right, now it's story time. Okay. Oh, let me tuck in. Tuck in. Let me get my little glass of milk. Green milk. I'm ready. Your little blankie? You got that too? All right. Here we go. Once upon a time, all of us witches knew that to accurately read someone's birth chart, you need the time a person was born. To find out the date and location was easy. Friday, October 13th, 1989 in the Bronx, New York. So back in January, rewinding a bit, astrologists began reaching out to AOC's office to find out the congresswoman's birth time. And guess what? They found it out. Arthur Lips Bonewitz had initially reached out to AOC's office about a policy concern unrelated to astrology as you do you know they're your congresswoman sneaky sneaky though sneaky sneaky and then after a little you know back and forth dialogue he asked her staff what her birth time is and her staff checked with AOC before releasing the information to which we can only guess that AOC laughed and said, why the fuck not? And, the, <laughs> you know, I don't know. What would you do in that situation? They're like, we need to know your birth time. You'd be like, all right, I guess. <laughs> sure. The staffer confirmed that AOC was born at 11.50 a.m. So what does this all mean? AOC is a Libra sun, an Aries moon, and a Sagittarius rising. Damn. hmm Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The reading has, of course, sparked debate. One astrologer said, look at all those Mercury squares. She is unfit when it comes to government affairs. That post has now been removed. Ha ha ha. Go die. <laughs> Other astrologers disagree with that reading. Astrologer Anne Orderly said she has a number of planets in the quadrant that's here to be of service to the greater good of the world. So she really is a person who believes that she's here to help and serve. Orderly also made some bold statements that I am personally all about, saying that AOC was a queen in her former life and that the United States is going through a Pluto return, which may lead to a major revolution in which AOC will be one of the faces of the future. Orderly also predicts that AOC will be the first president of the United (gasps) States who's a woman. Crazy declarations or psychic truth to be determined. And also a Latina American. Mm -hmm. Do you think she'll be the first Latina American president? Maybe. Who's also a woman? Two whammies? Double whammies? Double whammies. Oh, that's crazy. I know. And awesome. But like, then how long do we have to wait? I think you have to be 35 how is the age. Know? 29. I know. So it's not this election, which is good. 
she knows right she needs yeah she needs some time she's marinating you know i'm just glad that our country is gonna be around long enough to vote for a woman as president yes god bless america baby that's awesome yeah i dig it we'll see to be determined but we'll see satanic temple sues minnesota city over proposed monuments what? Again? Our favorite potsters are back. The Satanic Temple, not to be confused with the Church of Satan, are suing the Minnesota City Bell Plain. Back in 2017, Bell Plain officials allowed a steel silhouette of a soldier praying over a grave with a cross at a Veterans Memorial Park. All this detail is important. The Satanic Temple decided they wanted their own monument in an area of the park that was designated as a public forum after hearing complaints that the soldier's monument violated the separation of church and state. The Satanic Temple Monument, which was a 23-inch black cube inscribed with inverted pentagrams and topped with an upturned helmet. I don't know why the helmet, but they wanted to add the touch. Like, why not let them add the touch? (laughs) Would have been the first Satanic Monument on public property in the U.S. However, it has now been rejected after numerous complaints. But don't worry, the Soldier's Monument has also been removed. Oh, wow. Yeah, they really steamrolled that one. (laughs) They steamrolled it and then they sued them and uh, I don't know. And now they have a new documentary coming out. Did you hear about that? No, I didn't. On where? It's called Hail Satan. It's probably at an indie movie theater near you. They must have like really good lawyers. Yeah, yeah. Really good. I mean, if they can make that huge fucking Baphomet, like they can afford a fucking lawyer. You know? <laughs> like, shit. Like, shit. And our last news item. Woman charged with witchcraft and evil spirit blessing scam that left man out $600,000. In Canada, the York Regional Police charged a psychic with an alias name of Ivana Lopez with witchcraft and fraud in a scam that took $600,000 from a 67-year-old man. Damn! Four years prior, this man had met with Ivana and she claimed that he had evil spirits inside of his home. When he asked her how to remove these spirits, Ivana said that he must sell his house and transfer the money to her. She allegedly claimed that she would hold the money until all of the spirits were removed. Oh my god. Police said Ivana did not transfer the money back to him. She actually took an additional $6,000, which she said she would burn to ward off any other spirits. Oh my God. The man also sold his car to make up for the additional money. Apparently, the man used his credits and other resources. I don't know what the that drug means. money. Other resources, in quotes, to keep up with other demands for money from Ivana. Police have charged the woman, who is 27-year-old Samantha Stevenson. She's our age. Oh, wow. Isn't that great? I want to be that smart. Me too. With pretending to practice witchcraft, fraud over $5,000, and possession of property obtained by a crime. Yeah, Canada's new thing is that if you are scamming people based off of witchcraft, it is now illegal. That's like a new law that they've passed recently. But I'm like, it ain't her fault. This man's stupid. Your house has evil spirits. Give me $600,000 and they will be gone. What the fuck dumb statement is that? Who's going to be like, men are so dumb, dude. I like can't. They should not be allowed. I feel like you shouldn't be jailed if the thing you're requesting is so stupid. Like if anything, we should give her a medal. We should invite her to live in the US. (laughs) Give her sanctuary. Give her sanctuary. Like she's a genius. She deserves, like, a Nobel Peace Prize. She's, like, an A-list actress, basically. Imagine what our government could do with that intelligence. that kind of intense female energy mm-hmm. all right we're gonna we're winding down this is the part of the podcast that everyone skips that's not true I it is to true it. 
I appreciate you listening to it. Mm-hmm. We're doing hand gestures. Okay, just like, I want you to raise your arms, both arms, and like wiggle them around. Wiggle those fingers, loosen up those wrists. Jazz hands. Jazz hands. I want you to take your right arm, if you have one, and let it float down like a leaf in the fall. And then I want you to take your left hand, and I want you to let it float down like a leaf in the fall. Or a cherry blossom in the spring. Ooh, or a cherry blossom in the spring. <laughs> this is the I'm Damn Hot Fire Charm for Attracting Attention by the Maniac Nami tumblr.com most of my witch things come from tumblr so i'm just gonna read this verbatim this is for you you can check out her other shit so here's a spell bottle charm that brings the wearer attention they desire and brings out their fiery beauty for the world to see i chose this i am excited i chose this specifically for alicia perfect because she's a gooey watery sign that we all love and adore and she's trying to up her fiery energy i'm just wearing low-cut shirt she yeah it's mostly low-cut shirt it works though and spicy food mm-hmm. so you're gonna wear it when you wish to be damn hot and look like a fucking fire goddess so here's the things you're gonna need number one a bottle pendant with a cork it needs to be small enough to be easily worn around your neck this is like a quick aside i also feel like if you don't want to use this as a wearable you might be able to just put it in like a sachet because it's just herbs basically in my purse loose like loose tea i mean my purses are normally gross like what's a little bit more I don't know. Is your whole purse a sachet? Perhaps. Perhaps. If you're going to wear this as a wearable charm, you want to take red string or ribbon cut long enough to wear around your neck. And that's what makes me think that the sachet that you're going to be using should also be red. You're going to want a mortal and pestle or just like a big rock. Okay. Because you're going to crush these herbs. The herbs you're going to be crushing are dried rosemary, cinnamon, preferably already ground, dried garlic or garlic powder. You do not want to do garlic salt. And you don't want to do undried garlic. It's not going to crush. It's going to be stinky and going to be wet. We don't really want any moisture in this spell. Okay. You want dried pepper flakes. And then you're also going to want a red candle and something to light it with. Okay. Following. So here's the steps. You're going to cleanse and cast your circle. We've talked about this before. You're going to place your red candle in front of you. And this candle is going to burn throughout the duration of your spell. In your mortar, you're going to add rosemary, cinnamon, garlic powder, and pepper flakes. Using your pestle or your big rock, you're going to grind them up as fine as you can while focusing on the flame of your candle. The flame of the candle represents the energy, right, that you wish to give off while wearing this charm. The fiery radiance and beauty of it and the warmth it holds. Focus on how you wish others to see you, which is downright beautiful and fucking smoking hot. Just like that candle. Just like the handle. Oof, don't touch it. Ooh, so hot. Once your herbs are finely ground, and really like take some time with it, you know, you're like, you don't need to rush. Take a night. Take a night off. Yeah, just like really meditate on it. I mm-hmm. feel like the more energy and the more purpose you put into it, the stronger it will be. So once your herbs are finely ground, you're going to carefully pour them into your bottle charm and cork it or into your little sachet. Then you're going to blow out the candle and carefully seal your little charm bottle with the wax, the red wax. Okay. To contain that fiery energy that you've put in it. You're going to tie the red string or ribbon to the bottle. Or loop it through any sort of jewelry hook that you might have. And then wear it around your neck whenever you wish. So be sure to recharge this bottle charm from time to time to keep its effects. You may want to charge it near a lit candle. 
or in the light of the sun, preferably around noon or using a sunstone, and then cleanse it with smoke. And that's it. Damn hot. Damn hot. Damn hot. Walk into hot the club. Mommy spicy tamale. It's getting hot in here. And this is, I guess, this is it. This is the end of it. The end of the whole episode. This has been witch, yes. Has it? Fuck, it has been. It has been. So here's some people to thank because this has been a big week for this us. This has been a big week. So we want to say a huge thank you to Ariel Holloway for her donation. Ariel is the owner of House Holloway, an emerging clothing brand devoted to the encouragement of women. Fuck yeah, girl. Yes. That's awesome. That's us. That's us. I feel very encouraged. I am. Hot damn. <laughs> you can find her work on Instagram at underscore house underscore Holloway, H-O-L-L-O-W-A-Y, underscore. Three underscores, beginning, middle, end. Or you can contact her at aholloway.me. And we would like to thank our creative director, Mallory Porter. And we got to play with her in New York City, and it was so much fun. Oh, my God, it was so great. It was so amazing. I really feel like, I feel like my best self when all three of us are together. Yeah, because we're wild and crazy. We feed off of each other's chaotic energy. It's amazing. We would also like to thank Marcel Perez for being our producer slash editor. Thank you, Marcel. Thank you, Marcel. And I'd also like to thank Kevin McLeod for the use of our theme song. Intro and outro and the warped music Marcel uses. And the mini-sode episodes. And the mini-sode episodes. And just sometimes when I am just want a hot beat. Yeah, it's a good witchy beat. We love it. And this has been Witch Yes! yes.